Welcome to Getting to the Point. I'm Zoe Krasowski-Media. Over the next few weeks, we're taking this time to reflect on students here at Fitchburg State University. After the great conversation with senior Darcy Lally, we decided to explore the experiences of a non-traditional student, Stephen Wells. Non-traditional students are those who at some point put off going to college or took a pause in their studies to work, start a family or a business, and found their way back to the classroom to seize their dreams of becoming a college graduate. Stephen Wells returned 70 this year and is graduating this December. He's majoring in English with a concentration of professional writing. One thing Stephen found challenging is technology and how it's changed since he first started college in 1972. But he has found his way, and I'm so happy to introduce him to the podcast. Stephen, welcome. Thank you. So let's start off with what were you doing before you decided to enroll at FAQ? I, I did have a job, but uh, I became disabled and disgruntled and uh, depressed and decided that I need to get up off my backside and do something. I'm really glad you overcame that. So why did you decide to return back to school after such a long period of time? I know that you said like you were disabled and depressed, but what kind of got you out of that? I have eight grandkids that two of them are in college and two of them will start college soon. And I want to show them that no matter what age you are, you will finish. That's amazing. And what made you choose Fitchburg State University? I've been here before, so. You've been here before? Yeah. I was here in the 90s. Oh, okay. So you, did you graduate in the 90s? Oh, no, no, no. No, you did Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Well, I couldn't ever decide what I wanted to do. So I'd start one degree and change to another degree and change to another degree and kept changing. And then things caught up and then life caught up. And I never finished one thing to the other. No, I got bored. So did you have a lot of doubts returning to school? Oh, yeah. What were some of those doubts? Technology, number one. I can use a computer and tech savvy to some extent, but turning in work in the computer, uh, not using paper or a typewriter to turn in your work, it's a new. Uh, you come to the library, you're lost. You look up something on the computer and get thousands of replies. It's a completely new world to me. They have a thing called YouTube now. <laughs> uh, that's, I just now learned how to do that. Uh, uh, one of the students showed me how. Yeah, it's technology. It's scary. So with your doubts and your challenges with technology, what does the support system look like? Uh, number one, uh, we'll start with my wife because she's the one that keeps me going, supports me, make sure I have time to study, do all the stuff. There. She's got her degree, and she wanted to, me to have the privilege of seeing that, saying that got mine. Um, at school, the, the professors here are, I couldn't have picked a better school. Most professors here are great. They care about you. If you don't feel good, whatever, they they they, they reach out to you. They're not so hung up on so much time that at this done and by 1201, you failed. And <laughs> they work with you. The support from them has been tremendous. To be fair, I don't know if they're doing that because I'm the older and they're harder on the younger ones, but that makes me feel kind. And I guess support from the, the uh, student body. Most of them, probably a good majority of them, on the age of their grandfather. And so uh, I think that they take a look at me that, uh, that possibly I'm a grandfather figure, and they start thinking about 
how their grandfather would react with different things. And so three different levels of support, all important. You can't just rely upon luck. Definitely. So you said that you have eight grandkids. Eight grandkids. Yeah. Every week I get a text message, each one of them asking how school was this week. Oh, that's so sweet. And uh, the ones that are in college ask me if I've done my my assignments for the way. <laughs> They're worse than my wife. Uh, They're keeping you in check. Keeping me in check. So now I want to hear a little bit more about your personal college experience. 1972 to 2023, a huge difference. And I'm sure so much has changed, including the educational system. So what were some of the challenges other than technology that you faced? Yes. Back then, I socialized a lot because I was younger. Uh, now I realize that I don't need the socialization as much as I need the knowledge. Um, also, back when I first started, college was more of a uh, I don't want to say academic because the academics part of it, but it's it was stringent. I should say it was very stringent. Today, you need the interaction you didn't get back then, and so consequently, I was not ready for school when I first started back in '72. The biggest difference uh, today is that you find everything online. You don't have to carry your books around. <laughs> uh, Back then, you carried books. Uh, the backpack wouldn't hold books for one week. It would hold them for one day. Right. And they were heavy. And now we complain because our laptop is a little bit heavy. People have no idea what heavy is. <laughs> so you find all your books online. And for a person like me that is blind of one eye, I need the increased print. And so with the advent of the computer, I'm able to see that. Back then, I had trouble seeing some of the print. Technology is a big step, but it plays a big part, but it's also a new learning curve. And so, like I said, now you type everything, and if it's wrong, you just delete it and redo it. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know what typing is until you put it on paper. It's wrong. You read it to all. Then you have to put that paper back through the typewriter, bring it up, white it out, <laughs> straighten it up just in the right place, and retype it unless you want to retype the whole page again. A lot of challenges. Let's move on and talk about what, how you felt when you showed up for your first class. Scared. I didn't know what to be expected. I'm a very slow reader, and so I was afraid that I would not get the reading assignments done. Those things were frightening to me. Luckily, I had a professor in English that took me aside, and she taught me how to not speed read, but to read the important stuff that I had never learned in my life, and that helped tremendously. So now I am, I've, I've been able to do that. I'm so ever grateful to her, and that was important to me. So they saw in me that, I think they saw the fright there. <laughs> My eyes were probably like a deer looking at uh, car lights. But uh, uh, yeah, that was it. Was I was very scared uh, about what to do, how to do it, when to do it. When they taught different things, they used different language than what I'm used to. I knew what Google was, but I didn't know what googling meant. <laughs> I, 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 when you're home by yourself, you just don't hear these words, right? So would you say that the professors here have been a very big part in your support system? Oh, yeah. 
And majority of them are available by email. I try never to to call because I know I don't like phone calls myself. Uh, but I always email, and they're usually very good about getting back to me. And so I can't complain about that. They seem to love their job. They're happy with it. How does it feel to be instructed by someone who's younger than you? Different. Different. How do you elaborate? I start to say to myself things like, you're teaching about the 1970s, and I lived it. <laughs> you weren't even born then. Those things go through your mind until I, I've i had to tell myself, these are educated people. Every one of my professors that I've had, except for one, has had a doctor's degree or more, and they have gone to, they know what they're talking about. And I think as an older person, I have to tell myself that sometimes. They understand, they know what they're talking about, trust them. Both my sons have their master's degrees, and there's things that they tell me that I didn't know about, but I have to say, they know what they're talking about. And so that helps me to to also understand the professors at the same time. But I I had to mentally tell myself that if I went in there that I knew everything, I'd be dead wrong because I don't. Right. That's why I'm here. So now that your educational journey is coming to an end this December, I want to touch base on what's next for you. Your story is definitely different from a typical graduating senior, which makes me way more intrigued about your future. If you can, how would you sum up your experience here at Pittsburgh State? I'm going to miss it. Um, I really want to do a advanced degree and graduate, but they don't offer it in creative writing. They offer uh, 12 hours of MFA and creative writing, so they, they only offer a certificate. I have thought about going to those 12 hours and then transferring to a, a different school. I would like to get... Uh, my MFA because I need, for what I want to use my writing experience for, I need the information. I can find it online, but it sure helps with somebody else's teaching. You know, I trust the professors here uh, in that department. I've learned so much from them. I would hate to go someplace else and be disappointed. So my goal is to continue to learn. So what advice would you give to the students here? Find something that you love and do it. Don't let somebody else tell you that you need to do this because that's where the world's going. If you want to be a teacher, be a teacher. You want to be game, a game designer, do that. Don't let somebody tell you it's worthless. Do what you want to do, not what somebody else wants you to do. You don't want to be my age wishing that you did. And so that my advice is do something you love. What do you think that you'll remember most about your time here? Maybe your most memorable moment? I know you touched base when I first asked you about the teacher that pulled you aside, or the professor, professor I should say, that pulled you aside and kind of taught you how to read. That's a hard question because there's not just one thing that makes up life. Everything in its whole makes it up. And there are so many memories. I have memories of students that I've become good friends with. And uh, we we email each other, and and when they're not in class or they're having a bad week, I reach out to them. They reach out to me, and that's that's memorable. When you have that as young people reaching out to a person who's much older, it's it means a lot, really. It does. To have professors who care means a lot. Uh, 
to have a piece of paper saying that you accomplished something awesome before. So there's many things that's going to be memorable that I hope I never forget. And my last question today, I'm going to ask, what advice would you give to non-traditional students like yourself who are thinking about taking that last step to finish their college education? Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Do it. If you can do it, do it. Even if you have to take one class a semester, do it. Just keep at it because once you stop, like I did. It's, it's, it's harder to get started back up again. It is very difficult. And then you're lost because where do I start? Where do I begin? What do I do? What's important? What, do, what notes do I take? What notes do I have? These things run through your mind because you haven't been into the system long enough. And so even if it's just one class, go. Go someplace. Go to, if the college is not good for you, find another one, you know? You don't have to be stuck with one. We've got plenty of ground. So go. I can get something that works for you. And then the, I, I have to say, an important point is always take a summer off. <laughs> take that break. Enjoy that time. Be with your family. Go someplace. Do something. Go to the beach. Don't have to worry about homework or anything else. Just do it. But we are into a world today where everything has to be instantaneously. It has to be quick. We need to get it within four years. You know, if it takes you six years, do six years. But enjoy your family because they are only there for a short while. And pretty soon they're going to be gone and you're going to be missing. So that's my advice. Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. You are truly very inspiring, and I hope others who are afraid to take that jump back into education learn from your experience. Learning never has an expiration date, and you taught us that today. Thank you so much again, and thank you for everyone for tuning in. Getting to the Point is an affiliate of The Point, Bidgeworth State Students Newspaper. We want to hear from you, our listeners. Your feedback, questions, and story ideas are crucial to shaping the content we produce. Reach out to us through our website or social media platforms. If you are interested in working on the podcast, register for our college newspaper production, ENGL3830. This is Jake Snyder, a senior from Holden, Massachusetts, majoring in communications media, and you're listening to Perseverantia, the Fitchburg State Podcast Network.